Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Here. Oh, that was good. That was like right on together. We did a good job this time. Uh, and we are, uh, <laughs> I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we are Real Housewives of Rewatch. And today we are rewatching for you season two, episode nine of Real Housewives of New York. I'm so proud you got it. I feel like ever since that, like, horrific struggle, I'm, like, I write it, like, really big in my notes so I don't fuck it up. It is hard. It is hard. And then also, if you ever look at the way the podcasts are numbered um, on, like, for some reason, an Apple podcast, it numbers it weird. So Derek, my husband, was actually listening. I was so proud that he was listening. Hey, Derek. Um, But he was, like, confused by the way it was numbered. But then you don't number it like that. I think Apple just does that. Yeah, it's also, like, the overall podcast numbering is weird. Like, all of our bonus episodes are, like, zero episodes because they're not a full episode. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. It's It's a little peek behind the curtain, everybody. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Sue here. I'm interrupting as I'm editing to let you guys know that I have reorganized the numbers of the episodes and the names of the episodes. So... Uh, They might be showing up differently in your podcast feed. We hope that it makes it a little bit more clear and easier to follow. And we hope that you like it and we appreciate you following. Okay, I'm going to stop talking and get you back to the episode. Bye. Episode nine. And this is a very interesting episode because it basically, it will be interesting for us to recap, but it basically spends the entire episode highlighting businesses of every single woman on the cast. And the whole thing is about being like, I don't think a I realized woman. that. I definitely did not realize that. But you're totally I, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it starts out with Jill. And she says, women in New York work. And I just love that she said that so much. Yes. But but, but it starts with the um, the party, right? The Zarin Fabric party? 
Uh, yeah, but she, in, like, her little intro... Oh, okay. It's right before she says, retails in her blood, and she said, women in New York work. And I just really like that because it is it very is true. true. They are all working women prior yeah. to the show. Like, the show is not... I would say probably the only one without a job is uh, Luann. But all of them work. And I will say, Lou does keep busy with charity, and in this episode, we'll see her work on her book. But I was... Um, I was thrown because we do get to see Jill work and it's a masterpiece. But Yeah. Uh, so Jill says something, though, that I don't know if this has ever been said before on the show. And I wonder if you pick this up. Jill says they're having a party for Zara and Fabric. And Jill says, I invited all the housewives to the store. Oh, did you pick up that she said that? No, but wow. Yep, that is I true. They never say the titular line. They never talk no. about themselves as housewives. No, I could not believe. They've never said, I'm inviting you because you are a houswife of New York on the same TV show as me. I feel like I mean, Andy I have to pull that let that one slide and he was like, never again. And then he like made it a rule after that. Like, you can't talk about the show. Yeah, I was in shock that she said that. I couldn't believe that came out of her mouth. That really, like, took me by surprise. So uh, I'm going to have to pull that clip because it really uh, – I have no memory of anyone ever saying Housewives outside of the reunion where that's when they're allowed to break the fourth wall on camera. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if anybody can think of other times when they've done that. Um, no, that was, that was the only time. At the party – Mario can't let the fucking tennis match go. Oh, my God. I know. I don't even want to say the word tennis. But Mario is also such a douchebag. Like, I don't think I realized how much I dislike Mario. I don't think I disliked him that much. And, like, I... The the only real... Well, no, that they're not the only Roni housewives. But I saw um, Ramona and Mario at an event years ago, like a work event that I was at, that they were attending for socialites. And Mario seemed very nice, but he also seemed very flirty. But like, this is more like, he's just an asshat who just is so obsessed with himself. And he's just really still upset about this stupid match. And Ramona Ramona's and is rude to Simon. Um, and just says everything about him annoys me. Yep. And, yep. like, and yeah. I will say this, I, it's funny because I don't remember ever disliking Mario, and I really liked him in season one, but not so much in season two. So I do agree with that. No, I would, if I met Mario today, I would probably be very standoffish and cold to him because he he really seems like, he thinks who he is. He's like too into himself. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it till the end of uh, the rewatch to assess how I would feel about Mario if I saw him today. Well, after this episode, I'd be like, screw you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, if we ended up this episode, maybe not so much. Uh, I like also that Bethany says that Jill has too many parties and it takes up all of her <laughs> social calendar, but that she'll always go. <laughs> yes. And then Bethany also gives her rules of dating. After we've seen so many people give Bethany rules of dating, she um, entertains Jill to no end with her... Uh, I don't want the, – there's no textual relationship, which, again, like, Bethany's just trying to make things catch on, like, phrases. Mm-hmm. But it is cute that she's like, I don't want 
just texts like I want you to call me I want like I don't want it to just be back and forth we have to hang out but then she says a really weird thing where she's just like I want you to think of my vagina as a vase so that I get flowers after sex and I was just it was like, weird I didn't even write it down because it was such an odd comment Jill but fucking loved that, that sentence she yeah. thought it was the funniest thing in the world and I do gotta say also Bethany looks really like particularly stunning at this event yes I agree it's something about her hair her makeup she looks fantastic in black with the dark hair she just was really breathtakingly beautiful in this scene and I just I really liked it I agree and I think and it makes me sad that she's like done stuff to her face and this and that because I thought she doesn't she, need or is she just stressed and thin no she definitely did something to her jawline and her cheeks they don't look like that at all anymore I feel like after she, when she was pregnant with her child, her face structure changed, which is not uncommon. Yeah, but no, she, I know she has said she, I think part of it had to do with the shape of her jaw, excuse, like Botox. I'm not saying she got like cut open, mm-hmm. but I think she used Botox and fillers to kind of change the shape of her face. But no, she just, she looked beautiful at this event. It was just something I noticed. I mean, they always look beautiful, but this was particular particularly i like this look on her and then um, speaking and then, of beauty kelly comes max in with max kelly comes in and brad is so awkward brad is just all over max like it it was almost like you can't bring a snack to a fat kid <laughs> like that's how yeah, and like brad no so shade on fat kids i was one uh but like the he should have never been hitting on him the way he was. It was very uncomfortable. He just kept making sexual jokes to him, and it was just weird. But then it's funny because Jill is like, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did that. And then she talks to Kelly I, and oh Max, God, yes. and she's like, so what's going on here? Are you friends with benefits? What's going on? Is it just sex? Like, And, like, Kelly's like, oh, my God, this is a work event, and, like, Bobby is, like, kind of mortified, but, you know, he always finds Jill uh, entertaining. But he's definitely just like, yes, that was a little much, Jill. Yeah, it did. I thought the same exact thing, so that really cracked me up that you that you picked that up, too. And then Kelly and Max have literally, like, a pillow fight with the Zarin pillows. Yeah. It's just, they're so weird. It Kelly's seems... Just- to me like going out of the way to be quirky almost like look at us we're so different it also reminded me of 30 rock um the episode with john ham where like he's so good looking he gets everything like that's Mm -hmm. they, they are those people where like literally no matter what they do they'll get away with it because they're beautiful agree i mean yeah she's ridiculous to look at sometimes kelly she's so pretty but like sometimes her i will say and this is something that i remember from when i originally watched her confessional looks where they like do get hair and makeup and they do get judged she looks so disheveled like her hair often looks messy and it like that's just like her vibe i get it but it just like annoys me because you can still give that vibe but look more quaffed i don't know i guess it's her and it's fine but i'm just like your skin's red like you look flushed you look like you just ran in front of a taxi and then you know did this so 
I don't know. Uh, then... And then that's about it at the party. And yeah. then we do a quick scene of Ramona working on labels for True Renewal, her skincare line. She's working with a chemist. Um, Did you clock that she says that she's been using skincare products for 12 years? No, I didn't. I was like, you're 50. What do you mean you haven't used skincare product? Like, I don't know about you, but like my mom had was probably putting skincare st- products on me when I was a fetus. Like, I feel like my mom instilled to me, like, start using anti-aging cream as soon as possible. <laughs> like, there's no... Um, no, like... my mom is like the least girly product-y person ever, but I probably started using it... Mm-hmm like four or five years ago, like consistently, like at, at minimum putting like lotion on my face at night. So yeah, hopefully she, I mean, I mean, Ramona's maybe she 50. spoke wrong. She can't have only been using it for 12 years. It just seemed so like, what to me? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, she has a fabulous formula that she came up with with a chemist. So I'm, I'm very glad that for her, <laughs> but Oh, I also went on like a whole tangent because she was like, I see it, I want it. That's what I do. I go after it. And I was like, oh, my God. Did Beyonce rip off Ramona? Because I just thought of formation. <laughs> I see it, I want it. I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it. And I was like, that Megan, sounds don't like Don't you Ramona. know Beyonce wrote that song about Ramona? But then I also was like, did I just come up with, like, a whole, like, did I unlock formation? Because then she says, I twirl on my haters. Kenya Moore's song. So maybe Kenya Moore wrote the song. About <laughs> Kenya <Ramona>. Moore <laughs> wrote this. And then Kenya she says, Beyonce Moore wrote the song about, about Ramona. <laughs> but then she goes, Albino alligators. And then I was like, oh my God, Erica Janes talks about alligators and how many fucks do I give? So yeah. I went down like a real rabbit hole. And then I got like, Real sad that I can't listen to How Many Fucks anymore because I really did love that song. Uh, you can still listen to it. I just it's don't want to give Erica any money until victims get their money. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like in my, like, I listen to this podcast, Goodbye Glam Squad, and if there's anyone who, like, when, when Erica's always like, people are after me, people vilify me, like, goodbye, Glam Squad, goes after Erica real hard. Like, if you, <laughs> if you are not a fan of Erica and you want to just, like, revel in all of her misfortune or whatever she brings on upon herself, uh, goodbye, Glam Squad's Instagram is just brutal. I love it. <laughs> um, so then we go to Connecticut for a yes. very well-known scene. Of Bethany trying to hand out her products for Bethany Bakes at uh, some grocery store in Connecticut. Oh. And I really like that she, like, builds it up at the beginning to be, like, typically I get paid thousands for meet and greets. But here I am just being a peasant in a grocery store handing out stuff for Bethany Bakes. And the best part is, like, a woman walks up and she's like, do you know where the rotisserie chicken is? Yes! <laughs> no one wants her cookies and cupcakes. And I obviously took the liberty of looking up what the hell are these cupcakes. Because okay. they are vegan cupcakes. Because she keeps saying they're healthy. They're healthy. So I looked up the recipe. So in the cupcakes, <laughs> because they're vegan, it still has a quarter cup of sugar. It's with oat flour. Just because it's oat, like that's not whole wheat flour. So I, mean, I don't know if that makes it healthier. Oat probably vegan has more shortening. dietary 
fiber than most flowers that we use. It depends on the type of oat, though. True. Like, it might not. And then it's soy milk, vanilla extract, and coconut extract. So that sounds disgusting. And then the <laughs> coconut icing is vegan shortening, vegan margarine, powdered sugar, vanilla extract, coconut extract, and shaved coconut for garnish. Yeah, I don't so, know if that's, I would call it healthy. It's a alternative It's snack. just a vegan cupcake. It's an alternative. But there's no nutritional value to any of these things i'm not gonna do it justice but everyone should go listen to maria bamford's comedy album there's one that she talks about dieting where she's just like i feel like whenever you're dieting people are like oh why instead of eating something you like why don't you try eating something you hate (laughs) (laughs) and by the way literally nothing against vegan i eat pretty plant-based and um i'm all for it um i'm very anti-diet culture though and anything like that and i just think it's ill marketing to call it a healthy cupcake when it's not you're just using vegan ingredients to make a cupcake yeah i actually just went to a vegan um restaurant this weekend in philly and they were uh they said on their website they were like is it healthy that was like in one of the faqs and they were like well it matters what you define healthy. Like, we're, these are still cupcakes and cookies and stuff, and there's still sugar, but we're yeah, not like, using it, animal products. Like, Yeah, it just, like, I've never liked the connotation of, like, oh, you're a vegetarian, you must eat, like, like I said, most, I eat mostly plant-based, like, must be healthy. It's like, you know what's vegetarian? Doritos. French fries. <laughs> like, the vegetarian yeah. does not mean I only eat vegetables, or vegan doesn't mean you only eat vegetables. Oreos are vegan. Like, you can eat, you know, many different things, and it's it's. I don't like that connotation together. My sister's a registered dietitian, so I have lots of thoughts on diets and diet culture and and all of that that I will not bore anyone with. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That's a I just thought it was interesting because I had to look these. Yeah, I had to look up these vegan cupcakes because I just, you know, I have a lot. I'm sure it's going to come up a lot because I have a lot of issues with Bethany's entire business and brand. And how, but I know it's very of the time back then, and people don't think about stuff that way anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just annoying me that she kept saying healthy, healthy. And I'm like, there's still literally four cups of sugar in this icing. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, that, is, that was my thought. But yeah, I love watching her basically get like super humbled. And it was also, again, like Bethany improv. She was like, you could hear a muffin drop. Like. Oh, she was um, hilarious. She was very funny in the scene. It's and, a great scene. If you haven't seen it, I feel like, Danielle, you should put it up or I should put it up. I did. I recorded it. So okay. I will be posting the scene. And it's this very is much, why she has such a popular know, Instagram, guys. <laughs> it's it's interesting to see someone's origins. Like, yeah. you know. Um, and no then, one gave a shit about her in this Connecticut grocery store. Speaking of origins... Countess Luann is from Connecticut originally. Uh, and we go to see her and her ghostwriter. And God, I mean, they're talking about the book and the funniest thing and another scene worth looking at, even if you don't watch the show, is the ghostwriter smirking when Luann talks about people who talk too much and aren't aware of themselves 
talking about themselves and being full of themselves. Like, this ghostwriter is trying so hard not to laugh in this woman's face, but her smirk is, like, undeniable. Like, you know in her head, she's like, I can't wait to tell my girlfriends this later. (laughs) I'm actually quite surprised for this being only season two, the women getting so many product opportunities. Well, this was before the Bethany Clause. True, but I don't even mean in that. I just mean, like, typically, like, this was early Housewives. It's not the phenomenon. Like, yes, it did well, but I just don't know if I, like, I just think it's pretty cool that these women were immediately given these opportunities to write a book, have a skincare line, you know, like, yeah, that doesn't always happen right away. But I think it starts with Jill saying that New York, New York women work, and, like, I think they all realized that they could profit quite quickly from the yeah. popularity. And I think they jumped while the iron was hot or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, this didn't happen in OC. I can't tell you. No, definitely uh, The not. only one I know, Joe, Joe, Joe De La Rosa yeah. from season one had a song come out and, like, literally an album. <laughs> uh, your so like your dance it. partner. <laughs> my dance partner yes my bff joe i love her she's actually so sweet on social media and if i ever post about her she always like writes back um and i will also say just for those who don't know the bethany clause is after bethany's skinny girl success it was written into housewives like and this isn't official but it's basically been said that all the housewives now have to give a certain pro- uh cut to bravo if they mention their product on the show which is like, doesn't that happen if you work at a job and then you create some some like intellectual property that way sometimes? Yeah, I believe so. And I mean, so it makes sense. You're insane. getting free advertising. I don't think it's crazy. And I don't think it's like a huge portion. And it's, I've heard different ones. I've heard it's like 10%. I've heard it's after you make your first million, you get something. I, I don't know the exact one because it isn't totally public because it is a contract stipulation. But... um. The next product placement that we get is Kelly Ben Simone's Owl Pendant, which blew my mind because I forgot that she was behind that. And that pendant was everywhere in New York at that time. Did you have I, it? Sir, not that one, but I had like a Forever 21 Owl Pendant. Exactly. Like, I feel like and that was And then my best everywhere. friend was in a sorority whose mascot uh is the owl shout out to kayo anyone was a kayo so i remember i think i bought her one so i looked it up because i was just like i have to find out more about this because that was just everywhere and i came up with this article from the cut um which is part of new york magazine and the cut in 20 2009 wrote about it and the cut is also, like, super snarky, and it made me miss 2009 blogs where they were just brutal. Like, it was, like, the mm-hmm. Perez Hilton time where it was just people went in. And it the article is called The Fight Over Kelly Ben Simone's Owl Jewelry Makes So Much Sense. <laughs> and <laughs> basically... But I posted about my love of Perez, my, like, old love of Perez Hilton many times, and that was my gateway drug for sure into like celeb nonsense i read prez every single day but apparently five times a day i would i would refresh that pink website oh no you would there was times where yeah you would just sit there and wait for it 
Um, it was Perez. Gawker was huge. Just also. Jared. Just Jared. Oh, yeah. I mean, and uh, Crazy Days and Nights. See, I was never into the Oh, blinds. no, they didn't. It was just Perez for me. I when was never, I started never working in gossip for that really uh, short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, I we would read those we would live and die by blinds and also photos my friend who wrote for gossip was really good at interpreting photos and like being like this person's with that person and see they're lurking in the corner and they're not with that person i was just like you that's just a photo (laughs) like i just don't know (laughs) any of this um so, so, oh, you know what I love when Kelly's talking about her this jewelry line and like working on it, she ta- she brings up the name Brittany Gastineau, and that was just such a throwback person that I haven't thought about in so long. Do you remember Brittany Gastineau? No, I'm not ringing any bells right now. She was like a Paris Hilton. It was her and her sister. They were friends with Kim Kardashian, like part of that whole thing, and uh, they've just completely disappeared from my brain as like socialite people i'm sure they're still in with the socialites unless they've lost their money um, i'm pretty sure she is still friends with them i just don't think anyone cares about them they, they definitely had a tv show at one time too didn't everybody I yeah mean... when they, it was when they were like trying to do that but yeah it was Brittany gastineau anyone remembers them i forget what her sister's name is but um, I, I highly recommend reading up. the article about Kelly. Basically, it's someone that she worked at Elle with, which she was like, I created Elle Accessory, that magazine. Um, she says that she oh, created okay. it. I don't know if she created it, but she was definitely a writer there. And um, it was short-lived. And the woman that she worked with, they found the owl pendant together, basically. And, mm-hmm. like, she was kind of, like, even though they, it was, like, um, a vintage jewelry piece. Like, they were, like, oh, we should, like, totally make something. And then Kelly did it, and the woman didn't. And so Kelly won. Uh, that's basically the summary, but it's the snark writing is what you really want to go for. Mm-hmm. By the way, I quickly looked up Brittany Gasno. So the TV show was called Gasno Girls. She also was on the show What Filthy Rich Cattle Drive, which Kourtney Kardashian was on that show, and it was produced by Jessica Simpson's father. And wow. she appeared on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The Hills. So it, it was, like, all around that time. That makes sense. It was her and her. She was just, like, another socialite. Um, but oh. it was just, like, to hear that name brought up. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot about her. I'm pretty sure there was a sister, too. I'm sure. Then we go to my favorite part, Jill working at the store. And she's just a great salesperson. Do you think that this was a setup and that, like, they hired these two? Right? This wasn't real. Okay. I was pretty sure. I just didn't know if it was me, but I I was pretty sure of that. I mean, they're two gay men who are looking for drapes that they – like, that's the thing. It just seemed so staged because they were like, we need drapes for this weekend because we've got people coming into town and we know exactly what we want, but we don't know how to find it. And she's like, let me help you. And then, like, there's an in the moment afterwards where the guys are like, 
she helped us so much. She was so great. And I was like, yeah. I, I was just waiting for somebody to hand them $50. Um, but it's really funny because uh, she says, they're like, we're, we're gay. We're not handy. And she, she's like, no, but you're natural interior designers. You're born that way, by the way. I uh-huh. was like, all right, Lady Gaga Jill. Uh, that is a weird <laughs> generalization. <laughs> it was a really cute, it was a cute scene, though. And honestly, Jill probably could be a good saleswoman. I, I believe that. I don't think she spent a day being a saleswoman in no, that not time. At all. But I'm sure at some point in her life she worked in retail. Because, listen, we all saw it on Ultimate Girls Trip, like, Jill can sell you anything, so I, I believe it. And I think what I think probably happened is Jill probably worked whenever she wanted to. I, yeah. Doesn't she have a cut in Zarin fabric still? I think she does. Maybe. I don't know. I think there's maybe probably silent investor or whatever. I don't know. I'm not but... sure. But then we go to one of the most iconic New York housewife scenes ever. Oh, God. And it is Kelly running in the middle of the streets. Do you know I didn't write a single... I didn't write a single fucking note on it. Are you serious? I was so angry by it. I was just like... I mean, I've already said before on, like, when we started season two, I was like, please don't run in the fucking traffic. Like, just don't. But she does. And you know what gets me? Like, her hair is down. She's not sweating. I don't understand how this was filmed. Was there a cameraman, like, out the back of a car? There had to How was this whole thing set up? Like, I would kill to talk to the cameraman or the producer of this specific scene and to understand the logistics of running in the daytime in New York City. She reminds me of Phoebe Buffay in Friends where she's like, running is so free. Like, she's like, you can run wherever you want, whenever you want. And again, I'm just like, you're a beautiful person. You can do whatever you want. But, like... If my chubby butt was running in front of a yellow cab, it would be run over so fucking quick. <laughs> like, I'm just... <laughs> Get the fuck out the way. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not saying that I'm not pretty or likable or anything, but I'm just saying I ain't no Kelly Ben Simone, and that is just ridiculous. No, and the whole, the whole she thing also... She keeps running when the light changes. Did you notice? Like, all the cars stop. Yes, I stop. did. The cars stop, but she is literally like, nope, I'm just going to run through the middle of traffic. The fact that that woman's still alive just is a testament to her beauty. I just need to, I need to know the whole setup. Like, please, someone who knows someone. Well, I've uh, heard people have seen her running like that. I've, I, I've heard tale of people seeing it in the Upper East Side. Which makes well, I don't know how she hasn't even, got hit by a taxi or a bus. By right? Now, so. I just, it makes me more infuriated. Um, mm-hmm. I don't wish her to get hit, but I really hope that she doesn't do that anymore. Because it's yeah. wildly dangerous for everyone. Yeah, and there's it's, already it's so crazy. much traffic. Like, you can already only go, like, 20 to 30 miles <laughs> per hour in New York City driving around. I don't need some Bless. fucking woman running in front of me. No, there's sidewalks and bike lanes. Please go in those. Don't try and reenact Kelly's red main scene if you go to New York. Um, and then, then, uh, then we go over to uh, the only like scene of the whole thing of anyone being together besides the opening of Kelly and Jill are going shopping for a bag. I'm pretty sure it was it an Hermes. No, it was a Birkin, right? I don't think so. I think it was this other woman's. It was a female designer. 
Oh, I thought she was saying she got a Birkin, but I might have missed that. But actually what I wrote no, down... No, it was a French gonna... female d- designer. The bags were beautiful, and I've seen them before. And they were like... She's like, I design bags with cell phone pockets. And I was like, what? Oh, 2009. But so Kelly brings her daughters. And I realized that I forgot to tell you that I DM'd a little with Kelly. Because I tagged her in something that I posted. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so then I just, and she like wrote, I don't even remember what she wrote back. But then I wrote to her and I was like, oh, we're, I have a rewatch like podcast. And we've been rewatching your daughters. They're so cute. And she was so nice. She wrote back, my little lambs, they're so grown right now. One works for AEG and Asuline. I don't know what that is. But that's what her girls are up to now as adults. And I thought that was so cute. But she called them little lambs. That is very sweet. I know. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you about that. Normally I send you these things. I'm gooped that (laughs) Kelly, Ben, Simone, and you are chatting. Um, Please tell her that I'm very concerned about her running habits. (laughs) I know. I forgot what I, it was something, you know, we, I posted some scene from, and I think I tagged her and, you know, she, she wrote back, let me look so I could tell you exactly what it was that I posted. I think I just posted something about her. Oh no, I posted about the chef. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And so she wrote back and she wrote, he's the best. And I said, agree. We're doing a real housewives rewatch podcast. And absolutely love, absolutely love seeing you with your kids, which is true. We it have been is. very compliment, no. com- yeah. complimentary towards her and her kids. So she wrote back, little lambs, they're so grown up working for AEG and Asteline now. And I thought that was just so nice. Asteline sounds like some sort of, like, intimate skincare thing. I don't know. It just sounds I weird. don't know what that is, but just super cute. She's obviously super proud of them. And they were so sweet. They're so sweet in every scene. I think they are really chill, just like good kids. Jill talks about Kelly's parenting. Oh, it's a book publishing. Oh, that's cool. Writer Girl begat Writer Girl. That's very cool. And AEG, that's like um, an agency, right? I'm pretty sure. I think so. It's either a modeling agency or a media agency. It sounds very familiar. Yeah, it's it's a sports entertainment company. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so very cool. Shout out to Kelly's kids. That's that's really awesome. I'm anyway, glad Jill that they didn't end up bag. being models. Like Is that rude? Scene. Sorry. I didn't What'd you to... say? I didn't mean to talk over you. I I was saying I'm glad that they didn't end up being models. Like No, I you know, I should look and see if they're on social media, but they're whatever gorgeous. they're doing, they're pretty low key. Yeah, they're stunning and glad to see, you know, that they got to live like pretty normal lives and, you know, just like work and, and be normal. I did notice also that they spoke a little bit of French while they were there because the woman who was the bag designer was French. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they're bilingual because of their dad. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that either. That was kind of cool. Um, But, yeah, they're well-behaved. I mean, one of them is being, like, a little silly because she's at a boring activity. But (laughs) um, I thought they were, like, they handled it well, and it was nice. Um, but yeah. then we go to Lou meeting with her publishing um, people at Gotham Publishing, and the cover of her book is being revealed to her. And I wrote, "This cover looks so dated. The font feels like chicken soup for the soul." 
It is, and I also thought it was really funny that they didn't even pay for a new photo. It was a photo no. she'd already taken for some Ford modeling. Well, it was outdated. I did appreciate it because I find every memoir book, every book that's come out, it's like the same exact look and font. So I didn't hate that it was like an old school look. Because at least it's not the same like weird kind of script photo that has been on 15 trillion like memoirs in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what, what look I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, kind of scripty font? Yeah, like, kind of, I think Garcelle's book has it. All of them. Stasi's, yeah. like, literally all of them. I think, actually, the only one is um, Heather's that's coming out. Bad Mormon does not look like that. I'm actually very excited to read Heather's book. I never read these books, but I want to I wanna read Heather's. Hmm. Um, Luann throws in a Luann sentence there and she goes, oh no, this isn't her saying it. The It's the sycophants that are publishing her book are just like, who gets to live in Europe and fall in love with a count? And yeah. Luann's <laughs> response I found very interesting because she goes, no, it was definitely a dream. And I was like, the way she says was, I was like, mm, trouble in paradisimo. There has been very, very minimal mention of her husband this season. Yep. Yep. And yep, way yep. less of her kids, too. We haven't seen them in a bit as well. Yeah. After their uh, dance-a-thon and horses, we don't see as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to Ramona's party, which this is... Woo! This is the room where it happens. Well, no, Jill, Jill is doing some photo shoot, actually, at her house. Jill is? Oh, that's right. I guess I didn't... It, nothing much. Nothing happened. All I would say to that is that the way Jill had her hair and the dress she was wearing, she looked like a Stepford wife, but, like, yes. in the best way possible. Yeah, she looked great. The apartment still looks horrible. I was obsessed horrible. with this look. I've n- I've never seen her hair, her makeup like this. I just thought it was a great look. But literally nothing else interesting happened in the scene. She's just taking photos in the house for some magazine based out of, like, Iowa or something. Speaking of Stepford Wives, really quick sidetrack. Did you watch Don't Worry, Worry Darling yet? No, but I know it's on HBO, and I probably will watch it. I. It's not scary, right? No, I hate scary things. It's... It's Me something. too, so I need to confirm it's not scary. I will okay. say the aesthetic of the movie is gorgeous. The movie is beautiful, but I, I, listeners, if you watched it and you want to talk about it, please slide into these two funks DMs because I <laughs> really need to talk about it for at least forty five minutes because it it was just it was a movie. Um, <laughs> that's what I they're gonna put reference. on the movie box it was a movie yep it was a movie <laughs> harry said it was a movie i definitely think and so, i'm yeah, not the, saying you shouldn't watch it it's just because it's gorgeous but it's just it, there's some stuff um but yeah right, good to know let's dive so, into this ramona part then we go into like ramona god there's so much it's all product placement this whole episode so it's basically like I don't know if it's a party or what it, a get together to talk about her true faith, faith stuff. And, and Bethany is there. And honestly, the best thing Bethany does is call her out for her inconsistent marketing. And I could not agree with Bethany more. And it's interesting because so she's got true renewal as the skincare. True faith is her jewelry line. One has an E, one doesn't for, for the spelling of true. 
and the logos are different the colors are different the packaging is different and bethany's completely right she said it has to be cohesive and ramona can't back it up for her reason why it's not cohesive well her first reason which she backtracks on quickly is that the t-r-u-e was taken like that was already copyright written and then immediately she's like but i also i like it better i like i think it's great like it was just uh she really was upset about it and then um ramona's friends build her up that she's smart sharp and powerful uh that's what she's saying uh, bethany they build up but they also yeah they're building both of them up but really bethany gets like just a hero's welcome of being a single woman for the first time they were really like everyone kind of at the party the other women were asking her what she wants and what she's looking for and what's working and like it like and but they're all telling her she's great and um she feels really good and it's short-lived because ramona's like this is what my friends do they're great they build people up but then she immediately takes it into not like jill jill tears people down and i found this to be an extremely foreshadowing moment mm-hmm. of ramona seeing something that we all missed because we know all of the attention and growth and everything that Bethany got was a part of the demise of their friendship. Yeah. So Ramona calling it out then was very like foreshadowing to me. But it was And that she says so Jill likes harsh. an underdog because yeah. she likes that she's struggling. That like but like it was just it was tough to see cuz you could see Bethany feeling so good and like then Ramona's just like Jill loves an underdog. Jill just wants somebody to like to make better. And like Bethany was just like, we're all crying for me now. <laughs> like it, yep. it just it And felt... Bethany says, I am no underdog. And so Yeah, she does defend herself, but you can just tell it, it's just it was interesting to watch because you can really see the hurt behind her eyes. Like and, like, they were sparkling, and then the sparkle fades immediately because <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. you're an underdog. And she does defend Jill. She's like, no, Jill has done so much for my career. Jill has done stuff. And Ramona's kind of uh, arguing back, yeah, because you're a charity case, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, But I do think it's funny that Bethany's like, look, I'm not going to be bad at Ramona. I, I think she knows Ramona didn't mean the dig at her. It was meant for Jill. Uh, yeah. She says if she would be mad at Ramona for everything she said, she would just constantly be mad at her. So. Which is what we not, see later, Not worth too. fighting, which is <laughs> yeah. true. Which um, is true. And then Ramona quoted Trump, which I just thought was funny. I didn't even write down what the quote was. You're only successful I, if Trump. you love what you do. What and was it? You're only successful if you love what you do. Which I immediately, I wrote that down, and then I wrote, man, privilege is fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because that is such a privileged term, like. Or it's I, like when people say, "If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life." I love yep. my job, but literally, if I never had to work again, I would be totally fine with that. It's called work for a reason. Like, yeah, I I work for my paycheck, but I love what I I love my students, and my kids, but I'd rather not if given the option. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then we see Bethany. We we leave the party, and Bethany goes to shoot the cover of her book because she gets a new photo. Um, so it's 
Naturally Thin is the name of this book, which I despise everything about that title. I was shocked because she looks phenomenal, like total knockout in this red dress that is, and Mm -hmm. I'm also a sucker for a red dress, I'm not going to lie, but she looks so good. And then they cut to the photo and she looks so frumpy. She's just like wearing like a t-shirt and pants in the cover photo. And I don't know if that's still the same cover photo, but I was like, oh man, she had this beautiful photo shoot and that's what they ended up using. Um, but she have to look it up. I didn't look up what the cover was. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God. I cannot believe that's the photo they chose. Right. It, she looks like she's about to go gardening. Yeah, that's terrible. I wonder what made them change that. And doesn't look terribly thin. Like, she looks fine. I'm not like, oh, she looks chubby or whatever. I'm not going to argue on that. But it's just, it was just very interesting that it doesn't really silhouette her shape very well. Yeah, it's it's an odd outfit choice. It's like a pink t-shirt with a white shirt underneath and just some basic, like, boot cut jeans and heels. And she looked stunning in the other photos. I guess the the only thing that I could think of is they're trying to go for like anyone can do this. Uh, yeah, kind of the thing. thing is, I don't mind. I think at the core of what Bethany tries to emphasize is that like everything in moderation, which is what I believe in, like intuitive eating. The problem is that she thinks if you do that, everyone will be skinny like her, and she doesn't ever take into fact the genetics that she has to make her look like that. Yeah. And I don't like that's why the name naturally thin. It's like, what do you mean thin? Maybe naturally healthy or naturally low blood sugar? Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I just it just I don't like it. I don't like I don't like what it implies. Well, we then go to Alex and it is her birthday. And Simon, as we know, loves to surprise his wife on her birthday. And so oh, I- Oh, sorry. No, no. You know, no, I had one more thing I just want to say about Bethany that oh, I please. noticed that I wanted your opinion on. I just, sorry. My note was on the second page, so I didn't see it till now. No Do worries. you think, Bethany, I get so much more that she is so much more grateful for every opportunity and thing she's doing than Luann. Oh, The way for she sure. was at the photo shoot, the way she was just like talking about her excitement about it, it just felt, I feel like Lou thinks it should be given, and Bethany, I think, is so grateful for every every opportunity she's getting. And I think that was why they put them close together. Like, I think they were trying to show the juxtaposition of those two. They weren't back-to-back in the the episode, but I think it's very clear that they put these two scenes in the same episode because of that. Yeah, it just felt like, I don't know, I just felt so much more appreciation from Bethany for, for all of these things, which I like. But anyway, okay, down to our, our last scene of the night, randomly thrown in there. So it's Alex's birthday, and Simon surprises her with jewelry. She gets pretty earrings. They look very heavy. They are emeralds. Is it emerald cut or emeralds? Because I always thought emerald was green, but these are like clear stones. I'm not sure. They're interesting earrings. They're from a famous designer. They put the amount on the screen. I don't remember, but it was just a Benoodles amount for earrings, in my opinion. But they're very nice. And so um, then they get back in the car 
and the next stop in their journey was to be home to like the kids were going to surprise her with cupcakes and simon really wanted the driver to go a different direction to throw her off and the driver went the direction that you would normally go to go home and simon loses his shit man he is freaking out and it's like for what this isn't even a good surprise your surprise is you're going home to your children how is that a surprise where would she think they were going but it's also you're the one ruining the surprise by being so angry like he's like she, she she's clearly uncomfortable you can see her starting to get flush because alex wears everything in her skin like mm-hmm. you can tell exactly how she feels and she feels she does a good job staying calm but i felt bad for her because i'm just like yeah no you're ruining this by being upset like she's happy that she's going to be seeing her kids but she can't even show that because you're throwing a fit and he was like it was only five minutes and i was like five minutes is a good amount of time like and i'm not saying it was also super awkward because um did you notice that he was sitting like all the way to the left and she chose to sit in the middle seat so they could sit next to each other Mm -hmm. so he was like right there like i have never in my entire life chose to sit in the middle seat to sit next to derek in a car (laughs) there's not a third person in the car that is true. They were. I thought that was wild. I've never seen that. Other. So he was kind of like yelling in her ear too. So whatever. People, you know, I'm not going to take it to heart. People get mad about stupid things. It's, it's it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't completely like, oh my God, I think he's violent and he has a temper. But it was just, it was a lot. And I was like. It I, was a lot. Now it was certainly uncomfortable. Whether she was uncomfortable because he was choosing to do this on camera. Or if she was uncomfortable because he doesn't normally get this angry. I don't know. But. The time with the kids was quite cute. They like it was very are cute. super excited her, to so see cute. her. And she and seemed very happy. She was like busting with joy that her boys were giving her cupcakes, and like it was just it was a really nice scene. She just seemed super happy, and that was the end of the episode. And then we get the next week on where we spoiler alert for next week, ladies and gentlemen. We get to see kelly's photo shoot doing a photo shoot for her halloween party and i just wrote jesus fucking christ kelly's body is insane yeah (laughs) i cannot wait for these next few episodes and i think this episode was really good i'm i really enjoyed watching this episode me too it was just very interesting that it was an entire episode on all of their businesses and not really anything of them together yeah. But I didn't hate it. But I felt like I got enough of them together that it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, season one separate, you know? Yeah, but could you picture them now going from, like, Kyle's store to Dorit's uh, clothing line to Kathy's tequila to Lisa's beauty? And, like, beauty, no, like but, they, and no other houswife there. That's the thing. Yeah, like, like they, would, they no. wouldn't ever do, they would give them one or two scenes but it wouldn't be an entire episode devoted to it. So it was, it, I felt like it was like a let's experiment mm-hmm. episode. Um, Cause obviously they were like, man, we're not going to do that again. Or maybe they needed some filler. It Cause you know, was this was the first time they're trying to extend it to be a certain amount of episodes. True. So if you think too, there's no cast trip and That's that true. always takes up a bulk of the show. That's usually at least two or three episodes. Yeah. So with no trip, it's certainly hard to fill 14 episodes of them just like living their life. 
but I enjoyed watching them live their life this episode. It was, Me too. It was really you good. and I could do it forever. <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, All I, right, well, I think that's it for us on episode nine. Well, thanks, everybody. Season two, episode nine. We appreciate you listening. Uh, follow Brands by Bravo on TikTok and Instagram. I'm the Sue Funk on all platforms. My last name has an E at the end. Um, it's not Fume K, unfortunately. No, I'd be a lot cooler if it was. It. <laughs> I love when people ask me, I've had people ask me if I'm related to Tobias Fume K, and I'm like, you know, that's not a real person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Someone asked you that. Yeah. I've also, somebody was like, oh, like George Clinton. Because he, like, had the Parliament Funkadelic was his band. And I'm just, oh, like, okay. he's also a black man. And I'm, like, that is, we are not related. No relation <laughs> um, whatsoever. I wish I was part of the Parliament Funkadelic. It seemed like a fucking cool-ass <laughs> band. Um, all, right. all right. Thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you next time. Rate, review, and only tell us wonderful things because we can't <laughs> handle criticism. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.